transfer or hands tied. The extra hours also offered is special thanks to Lee Price Fixed Menu from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursday, November 23rd. Reservations are available online or by calling 484-808-4008. From the newsroom, this is WXVU News Director Gabriela Fool, Radio Weekly 99 News Minute. Happy Friday, Villanova. How are you, Allison? I'm... You're Allison. I'm Allison. And I'm Ryan. And you're listening to Please Tune In. On WXVU. V891. The Roar. This is... Please Tune In. On WXVU. Friday's at 2.30. <laughs> okay, we're, we'll end that bit. All right. Um, so what's what's going on, Allison? How's your week been? Ah, it's been fine. I had a busy week. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan has a paper to write today, I think. I see your Dante yeah. book out on the desk. Yeah, Purgatorio. Purgatorio. Yeah. Yep. You know, you know that Hollander translation is like the best. They always. Do <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm, get, the I'm best. getting into. I'm getting into that now, like debating translations. Oh, that's yeah. pretty fire, actually. Yeah, yeah. So. That's awesome. So, what's your rest of the day plans? Just um, finishing up this paper. Pretty much, yeah. Cool. What cool, about cool, you? Cool. Um, my brother is in the area, so I'm trying to figure out how I can see him. I'm like, I I really act like the younger sibling where I'm like, oh my God, do you want to hang out? And he's like, no, I'm busy. And he's 15 and I'm 21. Oh, that's tough. And I'm like, come on, I want to see you. We should be friends. And he's like, sorry, I have debate going on. <laughs> he's debating. He's debating. Yeah. yeah. So. What if like, what if like there was like a debate debate? Like a... <laughs> What would he be debating? I don't know. Like his like charges. Like doesn't he? Have, like, oh like, man! He got like cases on cases. I think he does actually. Uh, yeah. Um. So do you want to like do a bit, or you want to do our songs of the week? What do you want to do? Hmm. Should we do crime and then songs of the week? Sure. Let's delve right into the Allison and Ryan crime watch. Yeah. Keeping you safe. Keeping you safe. Nova. We really are. Um, basically right. we read all the, for anyone unfamiliar with this bit, um, we read all the crimes in the Villanovan. All right, Ryan. You want to lead us off, Allison? Sure. Um, so we have liquor underage public drunkenness, um, on main campus grounds, a male resident student and non-affiliated male visitor under the age of 21 appeared in public and was evaluated for alcohol intoxication. Wow. Unaffiliate, just don't come on Villanova's campus if you're plastered. Yeah. Do you want to do and next? you don't go here. Maybe skip that one. That all one's right. kind of sad. Yeah. All right. We have another liquor underage and public drunkenness one. A female resident student under the age of 21 appeared in public and was evaluated for alcohol intoxication. Yep. And then we have carrying a false ID, liquor underage, and public drunkenness in St. Mo's. Come on, guys. Oof. Basically, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. It covers it. Ooh, here's a fun one. Criminal mischief and theft by unlawful taking or disposition. A resident assistant reported damage and missing exit signs in a campus building in Delory Hall. Exit signs? They just ripped the exit signs down. Oh, my God. You people are animals. Yeah. The next one's another fun one. Oh, my God. Another one in Havnanian. Also a damaged exit sign. Criminal mischief. Someone was, like, hitting all the... Exit signs on campus. Criminal tomfoolery. Criminal tomfoolery. Criminal hijinks. <laughs> Criminal hijinks. Criminal, what's the other one? I don't know. Tomfoolery. You got mischief. Tomfoolery. Tom hijinks. Uh, there's another one. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of tired today. Horsing around. Horsing around. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. 
Liquor underage, public drunkenness in Stanford. It was a girl. <laughs> That's really <laughs> it's it. It's a girl. Um, theft by unlawful taking or disposition. On main campus grounds, a male resident student reported a theft of an unsecured non-motorized scooter valued at $80. I'm going to keep saying it until they bury me in the ground. Someone stole their someone's <laughs> someone razor stole scooter. Someone stole a razor scooter. <laughs> but also... Stop leaving scooters unattended. I will not stop saying this until I graduate, and even then I will come back and I will say it into the microphones here. Stop leaving scooters unattended. Buy a bike lock and tie it up. It's infuriating to see this in the Villanovan every week that a, stu- a scooter gets stolen. I love that it was like just like a ra- like a like a normal scooter. scooter. At least if you're going to steal a scooter, at least steal one of the motorized ones. Yeah, come on. They leave them all unattended. Yeah. I see them all the time. Just yeah. unattended motorized oh, yeah, yeah, scooters. Yeah, of course. That's right. so stupid. Ah, well. The oh, next one, I li- this one's nice. Simple trespasser. <laughs> it's a little mean, but okay. A non-affiliated female. Simple tr- What does that mean, simple trespasser? She's a little simple. Oh, my God. Like simple dimple, pop it, squish. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, a non-affiliated female. Why are they refer to her as like female? I don't know, like when they talk call women. What females. do you want them to say, girly? <laughs> yeah, gr- non affiliated girly pop was like trespassing <laughs> in a university building in Havnanian. Also, how did they catch her? Like someone, I, I don't know. Someone saw her and they were like, "She doesn't look familiar. She looks like a simple trespasser." And then yeah. they call the police. Like, yeah. how does that even happen? How does she even get in? I don't know. I, these things always confuse me. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, song of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Yay. Ryan, what's your song of the week this week? My song? What did I pick? <laughs> you picked I Miss You by Blink-182. Yeah, it's a great song. Yep. And I picked Brizzle by Declan McKenna. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our song of the week. We're going to take a quick musical break, and we will be back very shortly. Uh, enjoy Brazil by Declan McKenna. Wow. <laughs> Actually, don't, because my computer's frozen. Oh, no. I might need a new computer, or just like... To d- delete Spotify off my computer and then re-download it. Get Spotify Premium. I don't want to get Spotify Premium. <laughs> this is a call to Allison. No. <laughs> Do you want to give our listeners a taste of what's to come next? Yeah, we're going to be reading Up some- next on Please Tune In. We're covering <laughs> the hardest hitting news items of the week. <laughs> we have... Um, uh, Take uh, taking liberal arts class as a STEM major. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. I think that'll be interesting. Too. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll do um ask Allison and Ryan ask the Villanova and then cover some Villanova articles as we always do. But here, hopefully, is Brazil by Declan McKenna.
we're back yeah we're back um back in the studio (laughs) back in the new york groove we're back to black we're back i'm just like listening to the future back to the future we're back um we're my back hurts (laughs) um not my back allison's back my back always hurts i I can't imagine why it's the like crushing weight of being a, a woman. A woman. Anyway. Carrying the world on your back. I am carrying the world on my back. Here's I Miss You by Blink-182. I miss you. Tonight, I need somebody and all. 
strange darkness comes creeping on so haunting every time and as i stared i counted the webs from all the spiders catching things and eating their insides like indecision to call you and hear your voice of treason will you come home and stop this pain tonight stop this pain tonight don't waste your time on me you're all back that was song of the week all right for this week going to do our uh ryan, ask ryan and allison ask the villanovan indeed ryan ryan and allison get asked by the i we gotta come up with a better name yeah i like the i like the like non-preparedness of it i think it's fun yeah ryan I didn't get senior housing, and now my roommates and I are freaking out. What should we do moving forward? How fast do I have to find another option? Um, well, you gotta find housing. <laughs> you should be panicking. You should be freaking out. You should be freaking out probably more than you're already freaking out. Uh, no, no, come on now. No, there's like plenty of places that have housing. It'll probably be more expensive. Yeah. So you're going to have to get that money from somewhere. Yep. But you're going to have to, like, what? Like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? Like, they can find somewhere to live. That's like, what you, have, you to have to do. Have to find somewhere That's to live. what all you have to do. You could try to stick it out and, like. But I think they tell you if you're, like, past number, like, 200 on the queue, you're not going to get a housing. Right, right. Yeah, so find housing, and there's not really a rush, but the sooner the university you do keeps it, um, they they're doing it more and more every year, accepting more people than they have room for. Yeah, so always, yeah. no one's gonna have guaranteed housing in the future. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just like freshmen and sophomores in the future, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, like they, I think they revoked the guaranteed housing for juniors. Really. Like for current juniors, their housing is not guaranteed for senior year, yeah, even I, though it was promised oh to them. Oh wow! Yes, 
That's, they took back their promise. That's difficult. Um, it is pretty difficult. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, they just don't have enough housing here, and they accept too many people. So that's it's, it's, that's what it is. It is what it is. Problem. I know lots of people who had to find housing off campus. So. So their answer is: first of all, don't worry. This has been happening to seniors for years, and while it feels like the end of the world now, everything ends up working in the end. Depending on your position on the waitlist, there may still be a chance that you can get on-campus housing. However, it is worthwhile to make other arrangements just in case. If you are looking for an apartment-style living space, the villas at Bryn Mawr could be a great option, not sponsored. They <laughs> offer one- and two-bedroom apartments that are similar in cost to Villanova housing. Obviously, off-campus is sometimes not as convenient as living on-campus, especially due to the driving situation. However, Villanova runs a shuttle on weekdays that is super helpful. I would be annoyed if I wasn't living on campus. I'd be so irritated if I had to drive to and from here. Yeah. Oof, that would suck. Yeah. All right, Allison. Yep, tell me. How do I dress for this awkward transitional weather? It always starts out cold, but then I end up getting super hot throughout the day. What should I do? I almost need to know who asked this question so I can revoke their offer of admission to the university. What kind of question is this? Thank you. I don't know how to wear clothes. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because it's cold in the morning and warm in the afternoon. I need my mommy to dress me in the morning. <laughs> I need my mommy to pick out my outfit for me. My mommy usually picks out my outfit for me. Okay. Wear layers. <gasps> so that way, when it's cold, you can put some layers on. And when it's hot, you can take a jacket off. That's amazing. No one's ever done that before. Yeah, I'm sure no one ever has. Revolutionary, obviously. All right, they say, obviously, the weather has been all over the place recently with 70-degree temperatures one day and 40-degree temperatures the next day. It feels impossible to dress inappropriately. However, there are some techniques that could be... Techniques. <laughs> yeah, what's your dressing technique? Do you put the, on the, your pants one leg at a time the, or <laughs> two, two legs at the same time? It could be helpful during this weird couple of weeks. Layers will be your best friend. Dressing in multiple layers helps fight the cold in the morning. However, if it gets too hot during the day, you can easily shed them revolutionary also light sweater material is best for this kind of weather it provides some warmth but it's still light and breathable make sure you have a winter coat handy in case there is a cold front otherwise just try and make it through the weird time and it will be winter weather soon also it was like warm weirdly for like a few days but then when it got cold it's cold now like it's cold outside now True. this i don't know what they're even talking about transitional weather all right ryan i know i noticed you've been perusing through the I, bone oven. Oh, you bet I have. So, what would you like to talk about? Uh, I don't know. There were actually two, still, like, two midterm election articles in here. Oh, do you want to give us a midterm election update? Because I don't know yeah, what happened. Yeah, I could give you a midterm election update. All right. You know what, actually? You know what? In the graciousness and kindness of my heart, I'm going to pass the mic over to you. I'll let you do a midterm election update. And, since there have been murmurings that I am authoritarian on this radio show, I'm going to let you do... This day in history. Who said that? You said that. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to pass the mic over to Ryan. I'm going to be quiet while Ryan talks for a little bit and keeps you guys occupied. All right, Ryan, go ahead. No, I love to hear. I love to like have you like comment and like like butt in. Like I think it's like fun. Like go ahead, Ryan. All right. Well, um, so as things stand on November 18th, 2022, at uh 2:51 p.m., the Democrats have uh. Gained 50 seats in the Senate, of course, out of 100. 
the Republicans have 49. We are pending the results, or, well, the actual, like, runoff election and the results of that election in Georgia, um, which is on December 6th. I've gotten, I've already gotten like multiple texts and emails that are like, Ryan, can you help us phone bank for Georgia? Um, Ryan, can you come to Georgia and help us count the votes, please? Yeah, I think War, <laughs> I think Warlock is going to win that one. Warlock? Yeah, Raphael Warlock. That's his name? No, it's, it's Warnock. Oh. But it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's what nicknames are fun. Oh. Yeah, nicknames are fun. You know, like how people call like, um, like, uh, John Fetterman, John Redditman. I didn't know that they called <laughs> No one's calling him that except you and the losers that are on Twitter all day long posting about the election. It's funny though because he was he was like posting like like memes. And like oh, I didn't know that. That's really it's like funny. a big thing. Yeah. Okay. Great. Awesome. No, that's why he beat Doctor Oz. Actually, it was the meme game. Oh, um, good. Okay. Yeah. Politicians take notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Democrats got the Senate and the Republicans have the House. Last I checked. They had 218 seats. There were still like six or seven races that are yet to be called. Um, I think one in Colorado, one in Alaska, I think like four in California. Okay. The Alaska one is almost certainly going to go to the Democrat there. Um, The California ones, I'm not sure. It's like think like they're split evenly. And the Colorado one, that's where, um, that's Lauren Boebert's district. You know about Lauren Boebert, right? I've heard the name before. She's like, she's like less cool um, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's the one who had a bar and grill called Shooters. Oh. Where the gimmick was that the waitresses... Um, they had like loaded guns like on their hips. Are you serious? Times, yes, that was um, this is true. And at one point, she there was like a she threw like a potluck or something, or like catered a party, and they they improperly stored the I think it was like pulled pork. They oh, improperly no. stored it. People so got sick. Everyone got food poisoning. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever had food poisoning. Yeah. You know that account on Twitter that that's like like I was poisoned? No. It's really fun. I think you've seen it. But there it's like my oh my boyfriend has like had a been not feeling well ever since he had like four, you know, you know, uh crunch wraps from oh Taco my Bell. God. <laughs> it's like don't like eat four crunch wraps from Taco Bell. And then not feeling good. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um but yeah, so the the Republicans control the House. Not sure by how much. Um, it's going to be a, either way. It's a very slim margin, um, which should make for some interesting antics in the House. For, Ooh, antics in the House for you people that antics enjoy in the house. like antics in the House. It, it is like a, it, like from a perspective of like viewing this is like an entertainment product like a tv show mm. which i think is the healthiest way to view this thing um it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun it's gonna be interesting great because um the guy that was gonna be the house majority leader is or it's already shaping up that he might not oh. have enough votes oh to what? do it because you need right like you need like 218 right. to do it right 
they're 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 gonna have like two twenty two, oh. and they already there's already like four guys that are saying that Republicans that are saying they won't vote for him. So if one more guy does, then he can't become the Speaker of the House. Oh, they have to figure something out. Yeah, they will have to figure something. Which is out. really really funny. Uh, another House news thing is that um, Nancy Pelosi stepped down. Uh, oh really? Is stepping down from the for, uh, from, from Speaker of the House. Well, she would have had to because the you have to have the majority in the House to be right. the Speaker of the House. But she's stepping down from her leadership, like the top Democrat position in the, the oh, House. Oh, so interesting. The, 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 the way it works is that if you're the leader of the party in the House and your party has a majority, you're the House majority leader and the Speaker of the House. But if your party has not the majority and you're the leader of that party you're the house minority leader i see that makes sense so she won't be the house minority leader that role is going to hakeem jeffries who is a representative from new york woo new york um which is kind of funny because new york is new york is the only place like new york and florida are the only places there was like a red wave this year Really? Yeah. Why is there a red wave in New York? So. I thought New York was liberals. Yes, but so what happened was Cuomo um, appointed some like rep- like conservative judges who struck down a gerrymander, which would have given the Democrats in New York a few more seats. Um, and also a lot of the like the red wave was like 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 Long Island had like a red wave and it was like one of the only places in the country where like Republicans actually did like well. Sorry, it was delayed. <laughs> <laughs> it was really delayed. It was delayed for like two minutes. That's <laughs> loading. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like it's honestly kind of astonishing, like what happened in New York. Like there was a I saw this really interesting. Um, like map Mm -hmm. that showed which count how counties in pennsylvania shifted from Mm -hmm. 2020 to this election okay pretty much universally they shifted democrat except for one and that was the county that is like sort of tucked up in pennsylvania's top right corner right Mm -hmm. it's like right between like new york and new jersey right and that county is the only county in pennsylvania that is in new york the new york like media sphere Mm -hmm. so like new york news gets played in that county and that's the only one that shifted republicans so if you lived in the new york news network it's like it seems like everyone that like I don't know. It, it honestly seems like the, the the Democrats in New York like wanted the Republicans to do well. They bought into a lot of Republican talking points in, in a way that no other Democrats across the country did. Because yeah, yeah. And <laughs> sorry, I, I, I suppose it's because like the they don't care how well the party does. Yeah, they care about their own. Yeah, position they care about furthering their own. Within, yeah, 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 yeah. and th- they want to like hold on to that position and like. Of course. You know, like letting the Republicans do really well, I guess, in their eyes, what helped them stay in their position. Yeah. Like they don't care, like, who controls the house. It do- doesn't affect them. They're gonna, so, yeah. They're going to be making their, what, like $200,000 a year salary? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we're going to take a quick break to read some white cards. Ryan, would you like to read some white cards? 
I thought you weren't going to be a dictator this this time around. I thought you were going to like let me have be have like my freedom. I know, but we have to still follow the rules of the station. Oh my god. We do. We have to read the white card. I'm going to read the white cards then. The university Christmas tree lighting will be held on Friday, December 2nd at 5 p.m. at the Riley Ellipse, Aww. a.k.a. the Oreo, as part of Merry Christmas Villanova. Additionally, the university's holiday village and night market will be held Monday, December 12th from 3 to 8 p.m. also at the Riley Ellipse. Uh, listen to men's basketball play-by-play of the Wildcats marquee matchup at Michigan State on Friday today at 8 p.m. right here on V891 The Roar. And finally, a breakfast with Santa will be held December 11th at the Inn at Villanova. Enjoy a hot chocolate bar with all the fixins, or select from a full breakfast menu. Tickets are $33 for adults and $25 for children aged 3 to 12. Children aged 2 and under will enter for free. Register for either of the two seatings on Eventbrite. The Inn at Villanova is located at 601 County Line Road. Sorry. Sorry to be a dictator and follow the radio rules. Now you can get back to your... Listen to men's basketball play-by-play of the Wildcats. <laughs> I said Mon- that! That's the only one I can read from here. I already read that one. Small. You need glasses, maybe. No, it's just they're small font. Well, I could probably read. I could actually <laughs> get good some of them. Got the Sunday scaries? <laughs> Relax. Relax. <laughs> All right. You can continue talking about politics and such. Um, or you can do your day in history if you want to do that. No, I was gonna. I was le- leading into a thing. I oh, had, sorry. I, out I my, didn't know that. I didn't in know In my that. brain and in my head. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Well, we do have an article about it's called the red trickle <laughs> i saw that one why the midterm red wave never came the red trickle could be a euphemism for many things i think i think for menstruation it probably makes a pretty good euphemism i was thinking other things but i, I guess so what were you thinking communism no like you know like i don't know <laughs> i don't know for real <laughs> all right um so it it uh sort of goes into the result and it's like yeah, this is sort of like whatever. And then it says that independent voters uh, swung um, str- four points Democrat. So 4% more Democrat than Republican Okay. this midterm election, okay. which is crazy because Joe Biden's approval rating is 42% and there's high inflation and talk of a recession next year. Yeah. And so it's like, what, what, what's going on? What's, what's up? Right. What is up? What is going on? So his answer is that the Republicans just picked bad candidates. Oh, fun. You had Herschel Walker and Dr. Mehmet Oz are great examples of this. Walker has not, o- not only has no prior political experience, but was also engulfed in a bevy of scandals relating to his personal life, calling into question his character. The allegations Ooh. of him giving money to his ex-girlfriend for an abortion, his own son bashing him on not having been there for his children or family, and the numerous gaffes and bizarre statements on the campaign trail. Wow. Reflected in the polls. <coughs> Bless you. Yeah. Um, and then Dr. Oz as well. Not being a Pennsylvanian hurt him. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he also mentions uh, Doug, Doug uh, Magliano's Pizzeria. You know. Pizzeria. You know the he, the guy that was running against Josh Shapiro. Yeah, I, I've heard the name, but what pizzeria? Doug 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 Mangliano's Italian restaurant. He had an Italian restaurant. No, just like a fun thing to like like call like call. He's just really making fun of Italians. Oh 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 oh! I'm no, I'm down to make fun of Italians. I just didn't know what was happening. Yeah, my bad. Um. Yeah, he also blames a lot of this on Donald Trump. Mm. 
which is uh, knives are drawn, Allison, <laughs> between the fans of, uh, as we all know. Bless you. Are you okay? I got like a tickle in my throat a little bit. Oh, but have a sip of water. As as Allison, I'm sure knows, Donald Trump <laughs> announced his reelection yes. bid. Yes. This earlier this yes. week. Yes. Truly insane. But right off the bat, truly, he's got my dad sweating. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> my dad got my dad one time got like so upset about Trump, and he was like, "You don't understand. If he wins, there's no place for you in this country." <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> because my because I'm not I wasn't born here. That's why he was saying that. Yeah, you're an immigrant. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna put on some Stardew Valley music in the background of our discussion. Oh, that's sweet. So anyway, oh, it's so calming. I know, right? But uh, right now, knives are kind of drawn. Between, really? Between Republicans that favor Donald Trump uh-huh. and ones that favor uh, Ron DeSanctimonious from down that that was what I called him oh really yeah, that's yeah, funny wait favor him for what for president see the Republican primaries gearing up so that means that people are like making like oh I'm gonna run for president yeah but you yeah for, they want to run uh with the Republican name right 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 and you gotta win the primary right right I know um but who is Ron DeSantis? It is DeSantis, right? Yes. Who is that though? He's, He's the governor of Florida. Yes. But do Republicans like like him, or what's the deal? So okay. It's, also, I gotta crack a window. You can chat yeah, yeah. for a sec. So what it looks like is that DeSantis is favored by college-educated Republicans, and Trump is favored by non-college-educated Republicans. That is super interesting. It is. It is. Because DeSantis is favored by people that like a lot of the Republican, like, policies and culture war things, but they don't like Trump for being, like, obnoxious. I see. Right? Okay, I see. And they don't like him because, like, he's, like, ill-mannered and stuff right, like right, that. Right, right, right. Whereas, like, Trump, the real Trump fans, that's what they like about him. They like that he makes the spectacle yes. of politics dramatic yes. and fun. They're like, oh, he says the quiet part out loud. They like, they like the drama. <laughs> yeah, they love the drama, of course. And, like, he do, it, like if, if you view politics as just, like, a spectacle, yeah. then he's, then he's, he's the a, best at he's it. He's a great spectacle. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, and that, 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 but if you're, like, college-educated and you, like, You've imbibed these ideas of right. like, ooh, we policy. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Um, yes. So that seems to be the um, division. Something interesting, actually, Ben Garrison. You know Ben Garrison? The no, poli- I the do The political know. cartoonist. Oh, yes, I do know Ben Garrison. He has cartoonist. stopped drawing Trump as like buff. As like like big and big and muscly. How does he draw now? Like regular. Oh, okay, fun. But like that's a that's see he's like it's a sign, it's a yeah. Sign. It's, a, it's a sign. Um, yeah. So, but this article blames the Republicans' poor performance on association with Trump, uh, which probably affected it a little bit. But the other thing is like he's like so oh if they, wait sorry so I want your educated political opinion because I don't really get involved in politics that much. But if now with Trump running again, do you think he'll see the same sort of success that he saw in 2020 or in 2016? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, ton is going to change. Because from- he lost to Biden in 2020. If he won, he'd be the first president to serve two terms non-consecutively. Nope, he'll be the second. I thought he was the first. Grover Cleveland. I saw Twitter said it was the first. No. 
someone on Twitter would lie to me. Yeah, I'm How pretty sure. He? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Grover Cleveland ran two non non consecutive terms. I'm gonna look it up, but you're probably right. Yeah, um, in like 1884 and then like 1888 or something like that, or 1892. I don't know. Yeah. Yep, he was the 22nd and 24th president. Nice, nice. That's really funny. Um. Yeah, so he blames us like mostly on Trump, and he's like, "We need more competent leaders like DeSantis," which is really funny because like, they all did what DeSantis did. You know what I mean? What did DeSantis did? He he like leaned into just like culture war stuff. Oh yeah. Which like, what what's the message? Like everyone else should just do more of that. That's what they did. That's yeah. probably the reason why they lost. Because there's like. You know, like, the common adage that, like, regular people don't like, like, woke libs screaming about, like, uh, you know, oh, you got to use the right pronouns all the time, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the inverse of that is equally true, that, like, normal people don't like hearing Republicans scream about, like, oh, they're putting litter boxes in the yeah. schools now for your kids that identify as cats. <laughs> like, ooh, do you want to talk about the gender sickos? Like, yeah. they don't, normal people get turned off from that. Yeah. So, like... Like, I remember saw a poll. It was, like, what percentage of... It was, like, 10% of people like, would identify as, like, woke, self-identify as woke. Like, 15 to 20 would identify as, like, anti-woke. And 80% it's are, like... It's just normal. Like, what <laughs> is just that? normal. Like, no, is... literally. And so, yeah. Like, if you get, like, like, like weird... Because, like, normally in midterm elections, it's just, like, I see the guy that's in charge, Brandon on the tv a lot he's annoying me so i'm gonna vote against him Mm -hmm. and the other party just stands in for like not that guy Mm -hmm. right that can't happen anymore because the republicans aren't just like not the democrats they're a specific thing which people can find annoying and Mm off-putting right so that's part of the reason why i don't think that they did well and another thing which he didn't mention at all in this article (laughs) can you guess what it is no Probably not. <laughs> I'm, I think you probably could. No. What was the what was the big motive? What was the big thing that happened that that freaked people out? Nine eleven. No, no, the abortion girl. Oh, Roe v. Wade. Yeah, he doesn't mention Roe v. Wade at all, and that for sure was a big reason why Republicans did poorly. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, you make a good point. A lot that, of people were that, upset that's, about that's that. That's the thing that they can't really like self-evaluate though. Because how how can the thing that we fought for for forty years be unpopular? <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's hard to uh, internalize, so it's easier to just blame it on Donald. Yeah, I see. All right, we're done with politics talk for oh, the day. Oh, thank goodness! Fantastic. So there was an article in the Villanovan called what was it? Pardon me for a second while I find it. Yeah, I'm gonna do my today in history bit. Oh, okay. Uh, can I do my bit first? Yeah, okay. So someone wrote a Villanovan article. Got it. Class core curriculum could use some updates. All right, so I'm going to read the article, and then we'll talk about it. So class registration has rolled into town, and as a double major in the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, there are a lot of courses I have to take in order to get my degree. <laughs> so true. A healthy chunk of that course load consists of the class core curriculum. Many of my friends and I, both in and out of class, have many discussions about whether all of our requirements are actually useful or not, unanimously coming to the conclusion that they are not. 
Requirements such as history, math, statistics, and the literature and writing seminar are widely useful for professional success over all fields and have lots of ways to fulfill them. Others, like the language and natural science requirements, can be laborious to complete. They often pigeonhole students into taking courses that we do not enjoy, filling up spots that we would rather fill with courses for our majors, minors, or for fun. Okay, first of all, like you could, anyone could make that argument about any class that they don't enjoy. They're like, I'm not enjoying this class. I would rather take something else. He's like, oh, history is a good one. Not in my opinion. I don't like history classes. So to me, that's something that should not be in the core curriculum. You know what I mean? You can't mess with the core curriculum because everyone wants something not in the core curriculum. That's true. So you have to suck it up and take everything. <laughs> like, I, I do think that there's one one that would be pretty easy to agree on. Only make the arts kids take, take one Mendel science course. Yeah, fine. Not two. Fine. But he says the language proficiency requirement is particularly oppressive. Fulfilling it with a Latin alphabet-based language, French, Spanish, Italian, will take four semesters, while so-called critical languages, Irish, Ancient Greek, Arabic, Chinese, Japanese, Russian, will only take two. So take I, the shorter one. I wish I took Chinese. So take the I, easier one. I wish so I was why are you Chinese. complaining about this? Just take the easier one. This requirement can only be circumvented by getting a four or five on AP exam, only for languages offered by the university, leaving up popular languages like German, or getting a very high grade on a proficiency test, which can shorten the number of classes necessary for requirement completion. While I understand the university's de- desire to increase the cultural competence... Shouldn't it be competency of its students having to take multiple semesters of languages that we will likely never use if we aren't specializing feels like a waste of time to many of us. Slots that could be filled with better courses. He makes a good point because college is not the time for language acquisition. No, that happens in like childhood. Like you're not like, what is the point of learning a language in college to struggle through it and get like a C in the class? I'm um, having an understanding of how the world around us works is vital to being an educated citizen, which is why it puzzles me that the natural science requirement feels like a slog to complete. The university does offer its MSE courses for non-science majors, which are more general and slightly easier than the bio 1000s, but they still come with two to three hour labs in addition to meeting two to three times per week. I've seen what they're teaching Jackie in her MSE course. It's ridiculous. Oh, I took. She I took had two to MSU chart courses. like she had to chart like stars on her birthday for like sixty years by hand on a graph, and then find like the cosine of that graph. And I was like, "Why?" It. Uh, the point of the MSCs is to like make you like appreciate like the scientific process. I guess. That's dumb. It's. Uh, they're also like job security. I guess for like. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Uh, He talks about that a little bit, and then he says, I also have ideas for what these requirements should be replaced with. Everyone should have a basic understanding of economics. It's necessary to understand how money, business, and government initiatives work, an opinion reinforced by my advisor, Dr. Sarah Reed, assistant teaching professor of economics. So he says introductory economics would be a part of the core curriculum under his ideas here. Um However, there is one problem with adding these courses to the core professor availability. Yeah, they would have to hire yeah. more professors, obviously. But they're not going to change the core curriculum. No. They're not going to change it. I was on the um I was on the uh, committee, the what is it, what is it even called? ARC, ARC the yeah. Academic Reform Council, and we petitioned like we were like, "Oh, can we take this requirement?" No. Whenever the dean came in, like we would bring that up and she'd be like, "The core curriculum is not changing." So Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> good like good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think that a lot of the core requirements are kind of silly. Yeah. I do think that like, 
I do think that like ethics courses are good to the mandate. thing that sucks too is like a lot of people don't just like don't, people don't buy into the courses like people don't care yeah like I when we were on the morning show last week um I was walking out with the guys afterwards one of them was complaining about going to his intro philosophy course and I was like come on philosophy is so much fun and he was like no <laughs> it's yeah. like when the classes are full of people who don't care well okay and you have like a not engaging professor maybe because you have like biology people teaching philosophy or whatever it might be then like it gets lame yeah and then, I, I know and I then know. the point of it's kind of lost anyway yeah i do think that like ha- taking like f- like philosophy or like ethics and theology think, and like acs which everyone has to take those yeah core group i do think that that's good for, especially like for like stem majors like there's been lots of studies that show that like engineers no, I and like think stem people that are they're like more, bad writers not no i was gonna say that they're bad writers that they're more likely to uh, like to be like authoritarian oh my god like, there's been like multiple studies that show that like they're like more likely to support like a hitler i've seen a lot of really complaints like, that engineers are bad writers well, and yeah. they write things that are incomprehensible that's why i think core curriculum should be more focused on like you have to take a couple of writing classes a couple of speaking classes like public speaking presentations whatever and then maybe instead of like because I feel like they try to streamline like the career stuff and they're like, oh, here's like a career development class. And then you have like seven different classes that try and teach you how to like write, th- like do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've had so many different professors explain how to do like APA citations to me in my class. It's not even funny. There should be one generalized class that's like how to do scientific writing with APA citations and whatever and write a resume and write a cover letter. That should all be one class. Yeah. That everyone takes, and then your professors don't have to bother you about it again. And then if you mess it up, it's your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so frustrating to hear the same things repeated over and over in my classes. I'm taking my capstone, and the guy had to be like, here's how you do APA format. And I was like, it's the capstone. Yeah. Like, this is, are you joking me? Yeah. But yeah, I think that they should be more skills-based as opposed to, like, water lab. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, water lab was. Well, water <laughs> Ryan lab took was great. water lab. Ryan has some stories about water yeah, lab. We, we don't have to get into that. No, now, we water, don't have water to get into those. Great. <laughs> I wonder what like the business like core is like. The business core is like it's like dressing like a dandy for <laughs> <laughs> exploiting poor people one oh one. Yeah. Um, that's really funny. Connections. Um, Connections five thousand. Uh, probably probably do have like a networking networking like, stuff two thousand and one. Um, hang out with uh, the, uh, I don't know, the chair, uh, a board member of Goldman Sachs. Yeah, for real. For a little bit. For 45 minutes. It's four credits. You just have to do it one time and then write a one-page reflection about it. Um, but yeah, their, their, their requirements are decreased. Um, I feel like with, like, nursing, it makes sense to not have those requirements because they're taking, like, hard courses, yeah? Yeah. They also also have, like, a specific ethics course. I think having, like, a specific type of ethics makes a lot of sense. Business ethics, I think, would make sense to implement for the business kids. They might even have. They have have business ethics? No, they probably do have to take regular ethics. I think they just have to take 2050. Yeah. I would say. But anyway, um, alas, all this talk is for naught because they will not change the core curriculum. (laughs) Do you want to move on to your This Day in History? Oh, yeah, we could do this day in history. Go for it, Ryan. Okay, so we have 20 years ago today, during the Iraq disarmament crisis, the United Nations weapons inspector led by weapons inspectors led by Hans Blix arrived in Iraq. 
So the Iraq, this is a, a period of history I don't know that much about, but the uh, like uh, Iraq um, disarmament crisis was like in the lead up to the uh, U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003, in March 2003. So, uh, yeah, this the, this was a, a U.S. like like spoof and, and goof. Not a goof. It was an intentional like uh, building up of like a like a, it was an intentional manufacturing of a crisis to justify a war, uh-huh. which was like an ongoing process twenty years ago when when I was a little boy. Aw, you were a little girl. Yeah, so true. Twenty nine years ago, NAFTA was approved by the House of Representatives. Yes, the North American. You got it. Federal? No. Um, frontier? Do you know what NAFTA is? No. It's a trade <laughs> Treaty organization. No, yeah. trade agreement. North American fed- um, friendly no. trade agreement. <laughs> what type of trade do they love? I don't know. I don't know. Free trade. Oh, free trade. Yeah. I'm so stupid. <laughs> when it comes to history, I know Nothing. It got rid of Ask me ask me five basic history questions right now. Basic. When did World War One start? Nineteen like teens? Like nineteen thirteen? Nineteen fourteen. I was close. Was close. Okay, close. Not bad. Not bad. I'll say partial credit on that one. Yeah. Um <laughs> why did the United States what is the like? Ask me a why question. Okay, what is the proximate cause of the U.S. entry into World War II? Um, what made us? What made us join World War II? What event happened? I don't know. Come on. I have no idea. Pearl Harbor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I didn't know that. <laughs> good job. Really good job. Thank you. Um, that was awesome. I didn't know that that was in there. Okay, what European country colonized? Oh. India. Oh, the UK. Yes. 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 I knew that one. Good job. Because they colonized us too. Yeah, Malta. Wow. They colonized Malta too. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go. I'm doing pretty good on this quiz. Okay. I get an A plus. Okay. Um when? Oh no. You can give me like a decade. Okay. Kind of. Okay, okay. Um when did the French Revolution happen? Oh no. Oh no. Uh in the seventeen seventies. Mm mm. Yeah. Seventeen eighties? Started in seventeen eighty nine and continued into the I 1790s. know because they mentioned the French Revolution in Hamilton. So oh. I was like it has to be in the seventeen hundreds, but yeah. Good job though. I was Good close. Job. What was that our fourth question? Yeah, it was number four. Okay. Alright, number five. Alright, I gotta I gotta <laughs> queue up a good one for oh, Allison. Man. Um, what's a fun history question? Um, how long was the Thirty Years' War? Thirty years. Yeah, about that's yes, roughly. Let's go. I found a BuzzFeed quiz that's like only forty percent of Americans can pass the simple U.S. history quiz. Can you can you pass it? Here, Ryan, let's make you take this one. Which of the following is not one of the original 13 colonies? Pennsylvania, Virginia, Delaware, Vermont. Vermont. That's correct. 
Okay, Locke, Rousseau, Voltaire, and Newton were notable figures from which historical movement? The Enlightenment. Oh, good. I didn't even have to read you the options. Correct. Which of these was a problem with the Articles of Confederation? The federal government was too weak. The federal government it's was too long. strong. It's too weak. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, what was the primary goal of the Federalist Papers? To ratify the Constitution, to stop the U.S. from going to war, to establish a new leader, to establish freedom of speech? To ratify the Constitution? Correct. Um, who was the 10th president of the United States? Van Buren, William Henry Harrison, James K. Polk, or John Tyler? Ooh. Um, <laughs> let me think. Let me think. Sure. Don't You got to fill the air because I'm going to be thinking. Okay, Ryan's thinking about who the 10th president of the United States is. If you know it, send me a text and I'll come to your house and deliver you a treat. You can't be thinking about it for too much longer. You got to... You got to pick a guess. It's Martin Van Buren, William Henry Harrison, James K. Polk, or John Tyler. I actually know the answer to this. You do? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it? Um, oh, God. Is it Martin Van Buren? I'm going to click it. No. It's John, John Tyler. Tyler. Mm. Okay. Which of these did the United States not gain through the Louisiana Purchase? Tennessee, Arkansas, Nebraska, South Dakota. Wait. I'm sorry. Tennessee, Arkansas, Arkansas, Nebraska, Nebraska, South Dakota. Which did we not gain through the Louisiana Purchase? Tennessee. Tennessee. Correct. Which of the following is a right protected by the First Amendment? Freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, freedom of property. Which is not protected? Not. Freedom of property. Yes, correct. World War II began in 1939. What year did it end? 1943, 1945, 1947, 1951. 1945. Correct. Which Supreme Court case established judicial review? Dred Scott v. Stanford. San, Sanford, sorry. Marbury versus Madison. Marbury versus Madison. Okay, good for you. Which of the following did not take place in the 1960s? The Vietnam War, the Korean War, the Civil Korean Rights... Korean War. Okay. You're so good at this. I would get maybe like two questions I've right actually on this been, quiz. I've been listening to a podcast about the Korean War. It's really fascinating. It's a... I'll let you plug it in a second. Um, what war did the Treaty of Versailles bring to an end? The French and Indian War? World War One. Okay. Thanks. Let me read the options. This is offensive. What was the era after the Civil War called? Reconstruction. Oh, my God. <laughs> All of the following were major crops for Native Americans prior to European settlement, except beans, corn, squash, wheat. Wheat. Correct. You got 12 out of 13 right. You scored better than 97% of other quiz takers. Nice. That president order is is tough, especially in that eight like eighteen hundreds period. Yeah, know. that's 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 tough. But do you want to talk about your podcast that you've been listening to? I've been listening to season three of the Blowback podcast. It is about the Korean War. Fascinating. the The Korean War, sort of in the U.S. at least, become known as like the Forgotten War because no one knows anything about it. It's completely overshadowed by the w big war that preceded it, World War II, and the big war that came after it. The Vietnam War. And the Korean War is just totally forgotten. There was actually, like, um, I believe a draft for the Korean War. Really? I didn't I even know I'm that. pretty sure, yeah. It lasted three years. It started in June of um, 1950. It ended in, like, July 1953. Um, it, 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 was, it had, like, a wildly fluctuating front line. It like uh what like not to get too into it, but like <laughs> when North Korea Go invaded for it. when uh North Korea invaded South Korea, which kicked it off. Well yeah, technically kicked it off. Um they pushed them all the way down 
to like the bottom corner of the Korean Peninsula, mm-hmm. and then the U.S. like, well, the U.S. Already, already intervened at this point, but the U.S. did like an amphibious landing over at Incheon mm-hmm. and was able to get behind their lines and push it all, almost all the way back up to the Yalu River, which is the border between North Korea and China. Okay, and then China intervenes, pushes it all the way back down, not all the way, but for, pretty far back down, and then a counteroffensive pu- pushes it back up and then it's sort of into a stalemate. Wow. The Seoul, you know, the capital of South Korea, yes, changed hands four times in the war. Wow. So it's going up and down a whole bunch. It's a very, very interesting war. Fascinating. Uh, um, a, a crazy thing that I learned is that this is somewhat disputed. The U.S. government still denies this, but the U.S. government used biological weapons during the Korean War, which are not you're not allowed to do that. Oh wow! There were there were widespread reports of U.S. soldiers spreading um, is biological sh- weapons like like um, smallpox blankets. Yes, it was. Yes, they literally spread like would spread smallpox. Oh my god! There was there there were reports of U.S. soldiers that spread um, chicken feathers, like in homes, right before they retreated. Right. What are chicken feathers like? like feathers from chickens. No, I know, but what does that do? They were well. See, the <sighs> during World War II, uh, the Japanese. Um, Oh, one of their specific regiments, which was sort of their like torture and like unconventional stuff regiment, they would do like human experimentations and real some really horrific stuff. But that unit developed a way of using biological weapons that they spread via chicken feathers. Oh my god! And at this point, the U.S. is working very closely with Japan and a lot of these elements of the former Japanese imperial military. Um, to prosecute the war in, in Korea, and, and so it, it's, it seems like pretty obvious that, that like they got this this idea from the Japanese, and okay. they were spreading smallpox via these chicken feathers mm. that they would just like leave in villages and people's homes as they like retreated away. Oh my God, so that way you can infect the population and hopefully the North Korean and Chinese soldiers as they came down. Um, yeah, that's crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. There was also like some pilots, U.S. pilots that like confessed to doing this. Wow. Ca- Here's the thing, people. Th- this is this is highly disputed because they were captured by North Korea, confessed these things, and then of course they were like, oh, they were like brainwashed or like forced to confess. Right. The term brainwashing was actually um, came into par- common parlance during the Korean War. Wow, interesting. As a way to explain um, how like communist China was able to like have popular support. And even was able to get a lot of, um, there were dozens of U.S. soldiers that, after they were captured by the North Koreans and Chinese, elected to stay in North Korea or China after the war. Wow. Fascinating. And how do you justify this? Oh, they were brainwashed. Mm. It was just fascinating. Yeah. That is fascinating. We're going to take a quick break and play some liners, and we will be right back. Slight chance of a snow shower tonight. We'll see uh, partly cloudy skies overnight, all the way down to 25. And a chilly weekend in store. We'll see sunny skies Saturday, a high of 41 degrees. And sunny Sunday, a high of just 34. A Breakfast with Santa will be held December 11th at the Inn at Villanova. Enjoy a hot chocolate bar with all the fixings or select from a full breakfast menu. 
Tickets are $33 for adults and $25 for children ages 3 to 12. Children age 2 and under enter free. Register for either of the two seatings on Eventbrite. The Inn at Villanova is located at 601 County Line Road. This is Kaylee Brendel. I'm a singer-songwriter and a sophomore at Villanova. Listen to my conversation with WXVU about music and life on our podcast feed, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I feel so stressed all the time. I have so much work, and I feel like I'm losing it. Does this scenario sound familiar? This is a very common struggle for college students. So it's important to learn what stress management techniques work best for you. Some examples include meditation, exercising, eating healthy, getting enough sleep, and doing things you enjoy. This can optimize your mental and physical health during overwhelming times. Help is always available at the Student Health Center and the Office of Health Promotion. In the know with Nova Nurses, this message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. And we're back. You're listening to V891, The Roar Villanova. This is Please Tune In with Ryan and Allison, where Allison has decided, you know what? I'm going to let Ryan take charge this episode. I would love to hear your commentary on this one. <laughs> sure. So 44 years ago today, in 1978, in Jonestown, Guyana, Jim Jones led the People's Temple to commit a mass murder-suicide oh. that claimed 918 lives. Today was lives. Jonestown. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Wow. The, the, the course of the, 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 okay, Jonestown is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. So did you know that Jonestown started in, I believe, San Francisco? And they were actually rather progressive. They, in a time of like really? high, like, yeah, they let black people in in a time when like that was just not uh, common. Huh. They would also regularly canvass for Democrats in California. Um, wow. Yeah. Huh. But of course, it's a cult. It escalated. Yes. Right. And they, they moved down to Guyana, which is in South America. Yes. They went into the jungle and established a village. There were almost a thousand of them down there. Yeah. 918 deaths. And then there were reports coming out of, like, abuse and stuff like that happening down there. So a U.S. uh, representative, yeah, U.S. Congressman Leo Ryan um, went down to Jonestown Uh to, like, talk to them, to be like, hey, let's try to, like, let's let the people that want to leave leave. Mm -hmm. Don't keep them hostage here, right? Okay. Um, And so... He was friends, uh, Leo Ryan was friends with the father of former temple member Bob Houston, whose mutilated body was found near train <gasps> tracks. Oh my God. A- after he had expressed interest to his wife of le- leaving the temple. Um, so this U.S. congressman went down and was murdered. Yeah, he was murdered. Yeah, I have the Wikipedia when page they, open here. When they were leaving, they were going yeah. to leave, and they like were ambushed by members of Jonestown, murdered, and then I guess Jim Jones, assuming like, okay, like it's over for us, committed a mass murder yeah. suicide. Wow. 
Yeah. Crazy. And this is where the term drinking the Kool-Aid comes from. Yeah, it is. Because they put poison, they poison the Kool-Aid is how they. Uh, I think they put like phenobarbital in it. That's crazy. I don't know what that is. If I'm mistaken. Wait, is this where the Kool-Aid comes from? Really? I think so. I I always thought it was. Yeah. He, no, he used poisoned flavor aid, but it was commonly and mistakenly referred to as Kool-Aid. And this is where the phrase drinking the Kool-Aid comes from. Um, referring to a person or group holding an unquestioned belief, argument, or philosophy without examination. Yeah. Wow. It, 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 wild, wild event. That's truly crazy. There were, like, seemingly a lot more cults back then. (laughs) Right? Yeah, when are we going to have a new one? No, because, like, okay, think about it like this. Think about it like this. The people that would go into a cult, like, the type of person. Yeah. They're just going to go online. Yeah, you're right. Right? They're not going to, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. move somewhere yeah, 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 and, right. and, like, get together. Just They're just going to find people like them online and form a yeah a depersonalized cult there. You're right. Right. What other big, like, cults have there been? There was the Manson cult. I don't know much about that one. So the Manson cult is kind of crazy. So Charles Manson was this, like... Wasn't he, like, a singer or No. No, that's Marilyn Manson. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> different. Um, Charles Manson was a, I really don't know his backstory, but he started gathering follow- followers around him. Mm-hmm. They went to this like old, like I guess like abandoned ranch in California. Okay. Um, he, I think he, it was like, there was like acid. It was like the late sick. It was in the sixties. Like okay. Late 60s, so, um, and you, so he was gathering this cult around him, and he um, ch- got a few of his members to go commit some murders. Oh, wow. The the Sharon Tate murder. Oh, I've heard that which name is, before. Which is depicted in the Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. It's a different. It's an alternate history where it doesn't happen. Interesting, okay. Because Brad Pitt saves the day. Um, but... The yeah, uh, Manson like had these people go murder these wow. celebrities very gruesomely, it, with the hopes of I believe with the hopes of like stoking like a race war was his goal. Oh my god! And then like his cult would like after that after that happened, his cult would be able to emerge and take over power. Wow. Um, there's also like a lot of accusations that like Manson was like a CIA or FBI informant. Oh, because there were instances of him going to jail and then getting out really easily. Interesting. Which, like, no, that doesn't normally. Oh my God, happen. there's a guy in the podcast room that scared me so bad. Whoa. Yeah, startled me. How can we even see? How can we see through that? the thing? Fell down, I uh, believe, or was taken down. I'm not sure which. Okay. Yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, another cult was there was that one. I that know about Heaven's Gate. Do you know about that one? Which what's that one? Heaven's Gate. Um, that was founded by Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite. Um, and they were a UFO based cult. Oh, so they cool. believed that the body was just like a container for the soul and that they needed to ascend to the next level upon their death. And they were actually the ones that used phenobarbital, I think. Um, so it was suppo- the, the, the ritual, you know, mass murder co- coincided with the approach of the comet hail, bop, the hail bop comet. And so they thought that they were going to ascend into the UFO wow. like, and become crew, pretty much, um, and be transferred into next level bodies upon their death. And I don't want to, like, you know, talk about it too much on the air because it is pretty gruesome. But I think that they took, they mixed it 
like they mixed phenobarbital into applesauce. Wow. Drank it and then drank liquor as well and then put plastic bags over their head for suffocation wow. purposes. So the scene I think was really gruesome when they found them. That's crazy. Um, but I, I don't know how many people this was. It was 41 members. Wow. Yeah. And I think that um, he would travel around with like a with like a bus and people would like make fun of him. Yeah. The guy and like laugh at him and stuff and yeah, yeah that would yeah makes sense. <laughs> there was also that one, uh, you know, the documentary now episode where it's like, um, Owen Wilson is like oh this, yeah. Like, guru yeah, yeah yeah guy yeah that really happened. What was that based off of? It was based off of um, I forget the name of it. It happened in the Pacific Northwest. This like guru dude brought a bunch of like people down to this like live near this small town um and it quickly like they had like a lot of conflict with the small town um i'm trying to see what it's based off of um and uh like yeah that's another big one um this one sort of had an eastern spirituality bend to it oh interesting okay um i'm trying to see what it's based basis that show is a great show yeah (laughs) documentary now is such an awesome show um yeah that's that that was that's an interesting one but all of these happened from like 1965 to like 1985 yeah i wonder why i i don't know Hmm. Mm -hmm. are you able to find it no i'm trying to but there's a lot of cults on the wikipedia cult page Ooh, let me check it out there's 61 pages of cults on here like 61 different culture like that's what it says Wow. It includes the Elon school in here under cults, which is interesting. I wonder what definition of cult they're operating on. You know about the Elon school? No. Yeah, I've told you about this place. It was um it was allegedly like a behavior modification program, like residential for like problematic children and they were like super abusive. Oh yes, and yes, like yes, children yes. died. No, I know about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're interested in learning more about the um like a behavioral modification industry and the trouble oh, teen so industry. Bad. You can listen I see- to Truanon's uh five episode series, The Game, which is now free on wherever you get your podcasts. I would highly recommend it if you're interested in learning about these things. It's fascinating. Exciting. But I see a lot of TikToks, for example, I know that's like not the same, of like kids who were sent to like troubled teen industry, like summer camps or whatever. And they would like starve them, make them walk like 13 miles a day and then be like, smile for a picture to your parents, make them look like you're happy. And like, it seems like it was just miserable. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Yeah. They're really bad. But yeah, there's, um, I saw a documentary actually about the Elon school. It was really terrifying. They would let children like fight. Like if you like messed up or did something that you shouldn't have been doing, like you would fight. Um, yeah. until you would like be on the ground not able to move yeah a and lot. i think one of the students died after yeah, yeah. participating students, in a fight students have died students have died it's like terrifying yeah um it's ooh, it's so bad and then like pe- like parents are paying tuition to send their children mm-hmm. here and it's terrifying i have no idea how that this like kept going on for so long and pe- they were like getting good reviews and such they were open what years were they open? The facility was closed down in 2011. Wow. And reports of abuse had been coming in since 1970. 
Wow. Isn't that crazy how long it takes? Yeah. I mean, a lot of what these places specialize in is keeping it quiet well it, it, i was gonna yeah, well, yeah <laughs> keeping it under wraps it, it's this thing called attack therapy yeah that's what it is it says that on the wikipedia page yeah. terrifying what is attack therapy it's where you like um uh like you get in like, it's where the patient like is therapy where yeah just, like yell verbally and abused denounced or humiliated by the therapist or other members of the group yeah yeah a lot of these trace their roots back to synanon which was a cult that developed in throughout the 60s and 70s in California. Wow. San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. Um, ooh, another more contemporary <laughs> cult is Nexium. What is that? I've never heard of that before. Nexium is a sort of cult around this guy. And it's also like, a, he's also like a racketeer and sex offender, Keith Rainier. Okay. Um, he, uh, human potential development. Interesting. Oh, he, um, yeah, he was based in New York. It was so, it was, it was essentially like a multi-level marketing scheme and like cult around Fun. the sky. So it was, I guess like a lifestyle, like brand that he would sell to people. Okay. They would also do like sex trafficking too. Oh God. Yeah. Really? This is the one that was much more recent. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy how these things happen. <laughs> Not to add Whoa. like nothing to this conversation, uh, but it's crazy. I found a Wikipedia page called Pastel QAnon. That's awesome. I see that one right now. That, the, their picture that they have there is That's awesome. Really funny. Wow, that use soft and feminine aesthetics, most notably pastel colors, to attract women into the QAnon conspiracy theory. Well, do you what do you know about the uh, Woo to Q pipeline? About the what? The okay, you know like Woo. No, come on. New Age spirituality, <laughs> crunchy mom, hippie types. Okay, what about it? A lot of them have become Q people in the past. Okay, few years. I don't really know what QAnon is. I know you've told me like ten times, but I don't really understand. I had to, what I had it to is. explain this in, in class the other day. Uh, okay, here's what I understand QAnon to be: that there's a guy who's like deep in the government, like entrenched in there. That's Q. Q. And he's like revealing all the secrets. He's trying to like unearth like the bad people that are in the government. He, he, so and okay. so he's sending like codes, and like Trump was like interpreting them or whatever. So okay, he, here's like what the idea it it sort of stems from like PizzaGate. Yeah, I see that on right? here. Right, which was the what is PizzaGate? So, so <laughs> PizzaGate was the idea that like John Podesta and like other Democratic operatives were like isn't it that they were running like a trafficking ring child sex trafficking ring in the out of the basement of a a pizzeria okay sounds like a five nights at freddy's like like lore set up here a a guy showed up with a gun oh my god yeah wow it was it was like we're we gotta save the kids out of the basement there was not a basement to the building oh my god um and so that that sort of like that idea that like there were these like you know where did that come from though who said that (laughs) who like started that lie um i don't even know so okay here here's the thing here's the thing i do think something like oh so hang on hang on hang on hang on so in march 2016 the personal email account of john podesta hillary clinton's campaign chair was hacked in a spear phishing attack wikileaks published his emails proponents of the pizzagate conspiracy falsely claimed that the emails contained coded messages right about the human trafficking ring because it was like oh i'd love like comet with... ping pong pizzeria in yeah. washington dc yeah i see okay and like these people like essentially took it upon themselves wow the restaurant investigate. owner and staff were getting death threats and 
from from conspiracy theorists. Yeah. But like, so that's like sort of the inciting incident. And then that sets off people doing this thing where they like become like essentially like detectives. Okay. Investigating like all the, oh, here's the different clues. Okay. Piecing together. Right. This like, you know, sex trafficking ring. And we're going to like investigate this. Okay. There's like clues online that you can find. You've written a paper about this, haven't you? Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. We have a real like scholar in the studio today. A real QAnon scholar. Yeah. And... That someone we don't know who. we have 10 listeners right now people are excited about this yes, it's fascinating <laughs> stuff but um someone we okay. don't know who it could have just been like uh like maybe maybe it was one of these people that is like into playing this alternate reality game okay of uncovering a puzzle okay because it is fun it is a collaborative activity you can do with people that makes you feel like you have a a grip on the world sure okay or it could have just been a troll. It could okay. have just been someone being like, ha-ha, I'm going to mess with these people. Right. Some people think it was like literally like the FBI or CIA doing, okay. doing sure. this to like muddy the waters okay. of like actual like bad things that are happening. Um, but he, someone posted like this thing about how like, oh, if you look at like Donald Trump's like flight like the flight tracker of uh, his like plane that he's on. Okay. And like these pictures of like where like the, like the Q posted pictures from. Okay. It lines up. So what is Q? Q is like. A lot of them thought Trump was Q. Oh, I see. Or someone close to Trump. Okay. Okay. And like they were revealing. And Q was going to be what? Like a hero that was like. Well, Q was revealing how Trump had a plan to get rid of the deep state. Oh. Right, because okay, so here's here's part of the thought process. <laughs> I, I, I would I would think you get oh a big, you become a big fan of Trump, right? Yeah, sure. And you're like, this guy's different. He's not a regular politician. He's gonna shake things up. Sure. He's gonna fix the country. He's gonna make America great again. Right. Okay. And then he gets elected, and it's a few months, and oh, nothing. Like nothing. Ha- nothing's happened. happened. Right. Okay. Because of course he's just. I mean, obviously. Okay. But um, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to you. Right. There must be a secret group of people preventing him from doing it. There must be. Uh, no other, nothing else makes sense. There has to be some secret agreement that is preventing Trump from doing it. There must be a deep state preventing Trump from, you know, saving the uh, country. Okay, so if I can read the Wiki- Wikipedia page here. So the first Q post was in October 2017 on 4chan. Yes. I'm... Yes calling the police um q claimed to be a high-level government official with q clearance who had access to classified information involving the trump administration and its opponents in the united states and then it moved to 8chan (laughs) i didn't even know there was an 8chan um and then cryptic posts became known as drops which were later collected by aggregator apps and websites and it turned into a viral phenomenon and went beyond internet culture um QAnon followers began to appear at Trump re-election campaign rallies in August 2018, and Trump amplified QAnon accounts on Twitter through his retweets. Mm-hmm. He was egging them on, too. Oh, because he's like, he, like an idiot. He just loves it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, people like me. And QAnon's conspiracy theories have also been relayed by Russian and Chinese state-backed media companies, social media troll accounts, and the far-right Falun Gong-associated Epoch yes, Media the Group. the Falun Gong are awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so... but. That that is like basically how it spreads, and Q Q hasn't even posted anything and then in a, while, a, a while. It made it to mainstream social media companies such as Twitter and Facebook, um, but then they started taking action to stop the spread of the conspiracy theory. But QAnon followers have perpetrated acts of violence on numerous occasions. Yes, yeah. 
But okay, think about think about how this like works for like a Q. Was, so was QAnon like behind the January sixth insurrection? He- heavily involved. Wow. Yeah, heavily heavily involved because okay, these people are able to interpret. They're able to get meaning out of nothing, right? That's awesome because we talk about that a ton in my class. Mm. Is um in my paranormal psych class. So I know this is like a stupid comparison, but we talked about the, um, you know, clever Hans, the wonder horse, right? So when he would succeed, it would be like, see, he's legit. But when he would fail, there was always an excuse of like, he's tired, he's bored. He doesn't want to do it today. He, you know, he's been thinking too hard recently. And so it's like, even if there's no interpretation, there's always still an excuse to justify the thing still being correct. Totally. And these people are able to look at, only evidence that supports their narrative that's also we talk about that in my class confirmation bias as you look for evidence that supports what you believe in and you ignore evidence that you know goes against what you believe in yeah and also they they, they like wow i'm gonna talk to my professor about this i'm gonna yeah. be like hey dr long do you know what QAnon is? Yeah. and he's gonna be like i'm retired please yeah. stop asking me questions <laughs> it's really interesting because they're able to like look at um a bunch of like this array because there's okay there's a, there's a few factors that go into this like sure. think about the amount of information that we perceive on a daily basis yeah a lot so they're able to sort through it based on their own cue hur- heuristic and interpret it in a way that bolsters their narrative sure the other thing that gets them is that mainstream media and tech companies are universally opposed to them so they're able to be like see oh they see? use oppression as like a justification of like I see. See, there, there's a unified response. There's a deep state directing what Twitter does. It's not that like these people are incredibly off-putting and scare away advertisers. You know, it's, oh it's not. God. It's not that. It's that there's a secret like liberal conspiracy to squash Q and get them out of here. And there are real life events that like help set people off. Like the Jeffrey Epstein stuff is a great example of that. Mm. You know, where like. I would say, like, majority public opinion was that, like, he was, like, gacked in prison by someone, right? Yeah, right. Uh, but, like, the mainstream media is like, no, he was just killed. He killed himself, right? Yeah. Um, and that that sets a lot of people off. That makes a lot of people be like, wait, this is, this is weird. And then you investigate it more. And if, like, you're investigating this on, say, like, Facebook, you're, <laughs> you're going to encounter this, you know? You're going to encounter these ideas. And then... That gets us to the woo to Q pipeline mm-hmm. where you have like um, crunchy hippie moms, you know, uh, and these were the most strongly anti-vax demographic before COVID, right? So then COVID happens and the government's like, get, get the vax, get the vax, get the vax. And they're like, what's going on? There's Q with a uh, handy narrative to explain these things because mm-hmm. the, the previous like narrative wasn't cutting it. It's not as emotionally... Uh, torqued, not as charged and satisfying of a narrative mm-hmm. as Q is. Q is very robust. There's a lot of lore there. There's a lot of like info, and they they have they literally call the the compilations of info that they get proofs. Mm. They literally have like proofs of like Kay. showing that this is all true. Okay, like oh Q is real because like this picture posted by Q are these islands that Trump's like. Uh, plane was going by, oh so there must have been. T- That's uh, so psycho. Yeah, it's really fascinating the whole phenomenon. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. And with that, should we call it a day? I guess so. Do you have anything else you want to add before we go? Um, we won't be on next week uh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yeah, let us know if you liked this Ryan Cedric episode of Please do you wanna, Tune do you In. Do you want to do a like a quick 
Thanksgiving food draft or no? Oh, we have like five minutes left. Yeah, let's do one quick. Rapid, okay. Who's okay. your first pick? Um, uh, um, I don't know. I haven't thought about this. Um, I'm going to say first pick, turkey. I'm going to pick the turkey. Oh, I'm going to take the tough. turkey. Okay. <laughs> I need a good protein. I'll take a nice like holiday ham. All right. All right, all right. Next, I'm going to pick cranberry sauce. Ooh, it's that's the, a really good one. It's the best one. thing to go with turkey. I'd never had fresh cranberry sauce until last year, until Ryan taught me how to make it for the first time, and then I made it for my family. So good. So yummy. Yeah, so good. Okay. I'm going to go stuffing. I was going to take stuffing. Stuffing's great. Ah. I love stuffing. Okay. I'm going to take pecan pie for Ooh, my third pick. that's a good Third one. draft pick. Yeah. I'm going to... Oh, I got to go gravy. I'm going to take mashed potatoes then. Ooh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's tough. They're getting divorced and split up. So sad. Yeah. All right, um, I gotta have like a, like another like good one. How about how about green bean casserole? What do you know about? Green oh bean God, is that your is that your pick? Yeah, it's like a good. It's, like it's a, horrible. I'm gonna take roasted carrots for my fifth draft oh, pick. Man. Okay, but green bean casserole, like, look, it's not a star player, but they're consistent. <laughs> you know what I mean? They come, they show up every year. My best. family never makes that, but it's, it's it doesn't okay. look good. It's, it's not bad. All right, take your last pick, and then we'll sign off. Okay, my last pick is huh there's not a lot left you should take apple pie apple pie yeah no i'm gonna take pumpkin pie with whipped cream on it pumpkin pie's horrible i like pumpkin pie really yeah i cannot believe that you like pumpkin pie you have any other picks no i think we did it we each picked five wow all right i think your team wins my team definitely wins yeah yeah definitely all right, Villanova, we're going to sign off. Thank you for bearing with us for this kind of strange episode of Please Tune In. Yeah. But, um... Allison let me talk too much. I let you talk way too much. Yeah, you should have reined me in. Well, I well, need to put on. way more of a leash on you next time. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about QAnon and Pizzagate. <laughs> no, never again. Uh, but anyway, have a great rest of your weekend. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Villanova. We're super thankful for all of you. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. V891 The Roar is your home for Villanova sports. This week, catch complete play-by-play of the following matchups with Patrick Scanlon, David Zapanski, and Dom Rochetti on the call. Listen to basketball play-by-play of the Wildcats home matchup against Delaware State at 6.30 on Monday. And our special play-by-play coverage of the marquee matchup at Michigan State Friday at 8 o'clock. Listen for the play-by-play of all the action right here on 89.1 FM or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. We're your home for Villanova sports. V891, the roar. From the newsroom, this is WXVU's roving correspondent, Ryan Derry, with your Global News Minute. Two people were killed on Tuesday when what the Polish president described as most probably a Russian-made projectile landed in a Polish village. Officially, the U.S. and other NATO states are saying that they cannot confirm whether or not this was a Russian missile. The Polish government has apparently invoked Article 4 of the North Atlantic Treaty, which calls for consultations within the alliance and is substantially less escalatory than invoking the Article 5 provision for collective self-defense. 
U.S. President Joe Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping have met on Tuesday for roughly three hours. The summaries of the meetings released by the two sides afterwards revealed ongoing divisions over key issues like Taiwan, human rights, technology, and trade. The United Nations estimates that the global population crossed the threshold of 8 billion this Tuesday. With this week's Global News Minute, I'm Ryan Derry from the WXVU Newsroom. The Villanova Tech Zone is a free resource for helping students, faculty, and staff troubleshoot their technological needs. Contact the Tech Zone at 610-519-7777, chat with them online, or visit their law school, Falvey Library, or New Commons offices. For more information, visit unit.villanova.edu. Class, let's hear what everyone did this weekend. Jill? Well, I raised my older sister to a big oak tree. It was at least a hundred years old. My mom said I must have set a record or something. And then we went down by a stream and perched up on this huge rock and saw all of these little minnows swimming around way below us. And then I rescued my little brother from an evil slug king who was guarding him at the bush fortress. And my sister and I brought him back to our super twig for for 